White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Right after, grand slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill, and our show is at Locked On Sox. Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube. Go and subscribe. Maybe you can win a Locked On Sox prize pack. And we're going to be giving away a bobblehead and some tickets to a future game. I definitely am giving away the Thursday tickets, uh, Thursday games versus the Rays next week. So tune in. Keep on tuning in to learn how you're going to win those things. 312-566-8727. 312-566-8727. We're going to use that often today. And LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Without any further ado, it is Chris Tannehill. How are you doing on this beautiful off night? Oh, I'm doing just fine. And uh, it is a Talk to Us Tuesday. It's been a while. It's episode 249, 249 episodes. Good God. And we are brought to you today by Locked on MLB. Join walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully every day on Locked on MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past. Featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Lockdown MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories. Lockdown MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. I should say I'm doing really good, Herb, because uh, as we did the show on Sunday night, we did not see the news that we were once again number one as far as the baseball shows on the Lockdown MLB uh, podcast network. So a Barry Horowitz uh, pat on the back for ourselves and a big thank you to the listeners who, of course, we, you know, without you guys, that wouldn't be possible. So we beat out the Dodgers once again and also a welcome on board for the surging Lockdown Cubs show with your guy Joe Kilgallen. So he's making some uh, some progress here. So things are good here. You know, got two first place teams in, in Chicago. So it's good stuff. But I, you know, I still check every week and we want to, you know, maintain that number one spot. We did fall off a, a bit to two last week, but that's a I believe that's two sandwich number ones. Uh, so I, I like that. I dig that. So thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. It was very, you know, when we fell off the number one spot, we're like, all right, we're still going to go and get you, the Dodgers. And I didn't think it was going to be the next week necessarily. Yeah. But you guys listen to the shows that we put out there. And the White Sox are, have been a successful team. And, you know, we are enjoying these games and these recaps we give to you guys. And, I don't know if we would do it for free necessarily. <laughs> no, but we're not having, five times a week. <laughs> oh, no, no. But it's enjoyable to talk to you guys. And then when you see the fruits of your labor yeah. you get recognized by people, it feels really good. That's the extra push you need to, you know, in some of those days that like today that you don't want to do a show because there's no damn recap. Yeah. So if you guys are not familiar with the shows back in the off season and before, you know, uh, we, we really got going here. We would have mailbags. We'd have Mailbag Monday was the staple before there were even games during the COVID era and in the off season. And then sometimes they'd spill over to Tuesday, hence Talk To Us Tuesday, and sometimes even a What Up Wednesday. So really, we'd find an excuse to talk to you guys at any given opportunity. So we're going to get to some of your emails today. 
We're going to get to some of your voicemails today, and we're going to talk about, you know, uh, yours truly, uh, living rent-free in Rick Hahn's mind. Uh, we'll get to that in the uh, next segment here, but uh, without any further ado, shall we open up that bag that's been sitting here? Let's do it! A lot of emails. We're going to try to get to some. There's another email. I love email. Oh, and how could you not love email? It's your way to get in touch with us. Stream of consciousness thoughts. Anything you wish. Locked on socks at gmail.com. I know you already gave it out, so I won't ask you to do it again with the voicemail. 312-566-8727. That's 312-566-8727. We'll mix them in here along with the emails. All right. First email out of the shoot is a baseball question. And again, these emails from you guys can be whatever. You have life questions, advice travel tips anything you need we got them for you so this first one comes in from the silva bullet a few weeks ago i would have said that obtaining a hitter would be a priority at the trade deadline however i think acquiring a reliever should be number one on that list for example that's what i love silva bullet has an idea as opposed to just saying who do you guys want he Hmm. says ian kennedy is a good name to go after. What are your thoughts? And, uh, and Herb, while you uh, debate that, Ian Kennedy, I'll give you his numbers here. So far, having a pretty good year. He's uh, accumulated a 1.1 wins above replacement, according to baseball reference, and he has an ERA of 2.53 in 21 games with 12 saves for the Texas Rangers. He's got no record, uh, so let's give him one. Uh, yeah, so in 21 innings, pretty nice season. And the Rangers, you know, uh, I don't love their chances this year. They're, they're getting some contributions from, from unlikely sources. You know, Dane Dunning, not that he's unlikely, but they've got some young talent there. And you figure Ian Kennedy's not going to be on that team when they're good again. So what do you like uh, you, the, the uh, thought process there on getting the right-handed arm in that bullpen for the Sox? Wouldn't hurt to get another guy out there that can throw some strikes and get people out. He's been a reliever the last couple of years. I think in 2019, he was a really good year for him in the Royals uh, system again. Um, doesn't hurt, might help type of thing with Ian Kennedy. I'm not hard-pressed on getting somebody at the trade deadline because I think that most of the supplementing of the uh, outfield and the people where we're missing players at – will come in the form of Aloy and Luis Robert, hopefully. So I think the team is doing well right now. And the bullpen, yes, they're struggling currently. But just give them some some time. And if it continues, yeah, a guy like Ian Kennedy would be a great pickup because he wouldn't cost you that much. Maybe a minor leaguer that might make it to the major leagues, a low-level A player, something like that, that is a lottery ticket. And he doesn't I don't think he makes that much money either. So you'll be cruising with Ian Kenny. I think he signed like a minor league deal with the Texas Rangers or a, a, a veteran minimum deal. So it doesn't cost that much for the 36 year old Ian Kennedy, as Thomas, my former roommate friend, calls him the player president. Oh, boy. Um I got another interesting name for you. I'm looking at re, uh, free agents here, uh, bullpen arms that are free agents. Um, let me know what you think about this. Derek. Holland, huh? Uh, huh? No, no, no. Oh, okay, no, sorry, sorry. No. Um, one, one... He could come and tell terrible jokes and be <laughs> unfunny and do the Ryan Dempster version of Harry Carey. Will Ferrell's Harry Carey. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I love the idea. Here's here's why I love the idea of I, I have a name for you as well, uh, Silva Bullet. You know, but the the premise of adding another right-handed arm. I'm in favor of a favor of it for a lot of reasons because I'm kind of concerned about Cody Hoyer. 
Um, and, you know, even Evan Marshall, who's been kind of inconsistent. I thought he stabilized a bit, but he had that rocky outing and maybe it was just one uh, rocky outing of late on Friday against the Tigers. But those are two right-handed arms that you were looking to rely on that aren't Liam Hendricks and Matt Foster, who was a high leverage, you know, seventh and eighth inning guy last season is now a up by a lot, down by a lot guy, you know, and I think Tony's doing a good job of utilizing these guys in different ways. So I think it's unfair to to label these guys in certain roles. We know Bummer and Hendricks will be the ones at the very, very back end and the other kind of guys. I think Tony's going to ride the hot hand and that's part of what's hopefully going to give the Sox an advantage with a guy whose strength is handling a bullpen is he's going to know what guys are good to go that night and what matchups he really prefers and what guys are really pitching well. Uh, but I like the idea of having another right-handed arm and ideally a guy that's closed some games before because, you know, they're talking about maybe talking Tony into the idea of utilizing Liam Hendricks in different spots in, in a ball game, like starting him out ninth inning uh, on the road in a tie game, something like that. And then maybe segueing him because we know high leverage outs don't occur only in the ninth inning. Sometimes they occur earlier in a ball game. So I like the idea of having a guy who's closed some games that can be like an insurance policy if you want to deploy Liam Hendricks earlier on in a postseason game. Like if you're if you're playing, I don't know, the, the Yankees and you've got Stanton and Judge and they're coming up uh, in the seventh or eighth and you need your best guy out there to throw his nastiest stuff, you can you know throw Liam Hendricks out there because he's, he's done that before, obviously. But another guy to look at here as far as right-handed arms that are on a free agent deal – and their team is uh, is not really in the mix right now. I'm talking about Daniel Hudson. He was a guy that uh, people coveted for the White Sox in the offseason, a former White Sox prospect, obviously. And right now, as they sit uh, seven games behind the nine Mets, your favorite squadron, you know, I would think that the Nationals will be sellers for sort of like, a, you know, not a, a full-on rebuild, but, you know, getting uh, some some value for some guys that probably won't be returning to them. So Daniel Hudson is a guy I like, Ian Kennedy a guy I like, but overall the premise of a right-handed le- a reliever I think is a good call, Silva Bullet. So uh, thank you for the email as always. Uh, next one here. Let's get to the voicemail. So we left some really solid voicemails on the table from this weekend because we got to gabbing away about this type really, really insightful, entertaining, spirited voicemails that came into the Locked on Sox voicemail, which is, of course, 312-566-8727. You guys can hit that up at any time. Anytime the moment strikes you, if you got something you want to say to us, you can uh, do it as you see fit. So this next one coming in here. Man, this is really uh, th- this is really spirited right here. I enjoy this one, and it's coming from uh, you know we are the home of of players, right? We we yes. have we have Jake Lamb calling the show, and we have Jake Lamb calling the show. It's pretty much that that's the only player uh, that that we have here. But right now we have someone a little bit different, and it, we just talked about this guy. And all of a sudden, here he appears on the Lockdown White Sox voicemail. Let's check in uh, with a man. You could say he's calling from, mm, I don't know, a land down under. Hey, guys. This is Liam Hendricks. So I heard from my teammate, Jake Lamb, that you were discussing me on your podcast. It was weird, though, because he kept reminding me that he was Jake Lamb. He did it multiple times over the course of a little chat. Odd fella. Anyway, Herman Tanny, what's your problem with the Friends program? I found it to be an accurate depiction of life in New York City with plenty of diversity and humorous situational comedy. To quote the famous musician Lou Baker, 
We all need a little moniker in our life. Oh, <laughs> wow, that's well done, Lou ba- Lou Baker moniker moniker and Rachel. <laughs> I love it. The the accurate depiction of New York City life in the nineties. Yeah, man, uh, what a pipe dream the show Friends was. By the way, yeah, like <laughs> like only one of them was like a real professional. Was Ross like a scientist or something so he could live in New York and where they lived? Yeah. And like Monica was just like some waitress that was kind of out of work. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, and the other one, I, I don't. Forgot. You mean you mean Monica? Yeah, Monica. I don't, I don't know what she did. Rachel. Yeah. yeah, you know they were. You know, I, yeah, it was an odd show. So, but thank you, uh, Liam Hendricks, for checking in. That was really well done, Liam. Appreciate it. Right on time. So this is the kind of quality content you get here on the show. Um, next email we have here is coming in. From Jonah out in Portland, Oregon. And uh, Jonah says this, Tanny Herb, thanks for this Talk to Us Tuesday. No, thank you guys for contributing. Uh, Two questions. One, how did you get Jim Tomey to record the soundbite, the best White Sox talk? It's a subtle touch, uh, but really adds to the credibility of your show as one of the authoritative White Sox voices out there. Tell us, listeners, the story. Well, as uh, you new listeners may not know, Jim Tomey is uh, is trapped in my basement. I have him chained up like the gimp in Pulp Fiction, and he does that intro live every show. And it's really quite a commitment from Jim, from Gentleman Jim, the Hall of Famer, and we appreciate that very much, that he's here every night. Um, you then put the ball gag back in his mouth, and that's it. No, actually... That was uh, recorded in Arizona back in uh, 20... 20, right? Wow, yeah, right before COVID, right? When when the score was out there for Scorehouse Spring Training, before anyone was really knew what COVID was, and uh, Jim Tomey was hanging out, and my guy Danny Parkins uh, secured that for us. So Danny's a solid dude like that. So we got the Jim Tomey co-sign, you know... You know, Jim Tomey doesn't know us from Adam, so uh, eat nor angle. So, yeah, Jim just did the solid, and that was my guy. I thought that Jim came up to Park and said, hey, <laughs> I, I really want to put down something on tape for your guys. Oh, I shit. really like them. Oh, shit, Jim Tomey's here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's you, Herb. Oh, I thought Jim Tomey okay. walked into your Zoom chat there. so I good, wasn't it? I couldn't tell, yeah. No uh, one could. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Can I put one down for your guys? They're so exciting. He sounds like the Al Al Gore from The Simpsons. (laughs) (laughs) You are hearing me talk. (laughs) (laughs) Celebrate good times. Come on. I will. Uh, Yeah, so that was just a a very nice thing Danny did for us. And I I do like it. I enjoy it. Um, I'll have to wait till Paul Canerco gets back on Cameo. Then maybe I'll pay Paulie to do one for us. But uh, uh, we typically don't like to pay for it. Uh, That's typical. Typically, though, uh, question two: Why doesn't Herb ever read the commercials? If Herb does the commercials for one week's worth of shows, I promise I won't skip them. Oh, for the novelty of it! Oh, such a thing to say, Jonah from Portland. Well, Herb, if you really want me to read them? I'll read them. Yeah, Herb did his share of the commercials before I jumped on board, and I often just do these commercials like while I'm sitting here waiting. I have the I'm already recording all the other stuff, so yeah. But we did do the built bar yesterday. So we're going to get back into the mix and make it more conversational. So don't don't you worry, Jonah. Herb's going to be back on some of these commercials soon. So Jonah, buy some stuff, all right? Buy some built bar. <laughs> oh, <Buy> rock auto. <laughs> uh, I don't think I don't think that's going to happen. But Jonah, you know, he'll have to, you know, secret will stay with us built bar users, you know. How so, was that? How was it, Jonah? Was it good? Uh, uh well, no. You buy uh, things now, aren't you? Yeah, we think <laughs> subliminal advertising, I think. Um Next, a voicemail coming in here from the 773. Hey, Sandy and Herb, how you doing? This is uh, some Southside fuck out in San Diego. I just got a bone to pick with ESPN. 
was watching Sports Center last night, and they have a segment every Sunday on the best home runs of the week. And, of course, they don't show Yaz's uh, two-home run game, probably the best bat drop in, in MLB, and we get no love for the Sox. So, fuck ESPN, fuck Sports Center. I'm out. <laughs> oh, they, sometimes they slip in there on you from San Sorry, Diego. Sorry, Tegna. Why are you so angry, my man, out there in San Diego? You, you should be the happiest man in the world. Like, well, you got to watch uh, Tatis play. You know, some jackass traded Tatis. And it rained earlier today. It rained in San Diego today? Yeah, I saw Russ Dorsey's thing. He's like, everybody told me to get to San Diego, and then he shows us a picture of it rain. I'm like, wow. it's very odd for it to rain from May until October, but you know, that's a wait until the afternoon. It's gonna be fine, and of course, it's fine now. And another bone to pick with ESPN and Marquee in general. We're trying to watch the Padres Cubs game tonight, and it's on ESPN National. I think Jason Benetti's doing the broadcast. Oh, we cannot watch it because uh, the Cubs happen to play in the same city as we're in, and so it's blacked out. But we don't have marquee because we're on YouTube TV, guys. Well, and- it doesn't make sense, her, because when, no. when the Sox played the Cardinals, I could watch both broadcasts if I wanted to. Exactly, and it doesn't make sense. It's just I think it's Marquee's things. Like, hey, this is our market. We're not letting ESPN broadcasts go anywhere in the Chicagoland area, which is dumb. Like, I hate it. I think most people would want to choose the the local broadcast if they're Cub fans, if they're national fans, if they're White Sox fans. They want to hear my, their guy Benetti call the Cubs and uh, Padres two of the best teams in baseball. Absolutely. You're blocking out people from a product that everybody would love to see. I know. I hate it. I miss watching the Cubs, man, straight up. Like, I, I have my parents' uh, login that I use for Marquee, but the app doesn't work most of the time. Like, I pay for YouTube TV. Like, it's just easy for us. I like the the setup, so and I can't get it like yourself, so it's very frustrating. Uh, so I listen to the Odyssey app where you can get our show and listen to 6-7 to the score where we stream the Cubs game. So you can get mm. uh, the legendary Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer on the call there. So I like listening to the Cubs. I was doing that before uh, you checked into the Zoom call. Uh, getting to the end of these emails here for today. Uh, this one is from Brent of the 815. Hey, guys, I was just wondering if you guys would like to compare the 05 Sox team versus the 21 team. And what do you think they have in common? Also, side note, how well do you think Ozzie Guillen would do as the manager of this young team? I believe with the hype they have in the clubhouse and the hype Ozzie would give them, they'd be even more lethal. Hope this makes uh, makes it to the podcast. Go Sox. That's Brent Maney of the 815. Yeah, so here we go. Another 05 versus current day Sox comparison. We got one of these last year, uh, or maybe it was the uh, who would you trade from one team to the other, which is a really one of my favorite questions. But mm-hmm. uh, where, do you see any similarities between that team in 05 that won the World Series and uh, this current White Sox team, Herb? I do not. <laughs> um, that team, it, even though Ozzy played small ball, and maybe I didn't mind it then because I was younger and naive, but I don't think I minded him bunting necessarily or moving guys over because it seemed natural. He would have Scott Pesednik lead off and then Scott would steal. And then the second or third guy would hit the ball to a productive out or drive him in. But they also hit 200 home runs. That team is not this one. They can with their whole horses here hit 200 plus home runs. I expected them to hit just shy of 300 home runs if they had everybody healthy. But they're not going to get there, and they're giving up so many runs on the bases with the dumb shit that Tony's doing. Um, the Friday game where he's bunting people, I think, was the Saturday game where he, they're down one run, and he's bunting with Derek Holland on the bump. That 
irritate the hell out. I of didn't me. hear about that. Me either. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think this team is much different. Ozzy would do great with this team. Oh you, yeah, are you kidding me? Everybody would love Ozzy because he's a a lightning rod. Everybody would like. I don't agree with Ozzy's moves, and then Ozzy would say, "I don't care if you don't agree with my moves." The post game would be entertaining. It would make more sense if Ozzy was the manager of this team because he's <laughs> a little bit closer to modern day baseball than what Tony is. And I th- tell you this thing: Ozzy is malleable. He's got an open mind when it comes to, hey, the new things in baseball are this, that, and the other. Maybe he wouldn't go there all the way, but at least he would listen to his uh, compatriots and give all the pitching stuff to Ethan Katz. It's like, that's on you, man. I'll give you my opinion, but you're handling the pitching stuff. I think he did that with Coop, even though they didn't see eye to eye on many things. Yeah, it would be fun to see Ozzy uh, manage this ball club with Adam Eaton. Eaton, nobody yeah. like you. Um, some other guys on this team, maybe. I hate him as a person. I know he didn't as a player. <laughs> um, but yeah, Ozzy could manage anywhere. It's a disgrace that he doesn't have a job right now, and I agree with everything that you said, and I think this team would, would rock with, with Ozzy. It would certainly be more entertaining, but I think you talked about Ozzy being a lightning rod. I'm wondering if, if Tony is playing chess and are playing checkers because he in, in essence is a lightning rod with a lot of the stuff that we've seen already and the team just you know rolls on continues to win so I wonder if that's uh, part of his strategy we had talked about the concept of of Tony creating like a, a villain persona like a, a wrestling heel like persona for himself to deflect attention away from his players and have to give his players something to rally against even if it's himself I don't know it's crazy um but yeah, man, this this team versus the 05 team, that not a ton of similarities, but don't get it twisted. Like that team played the the Aussie ball and that was more of a, you know, the grinder rules was more of a marketing slogan, but they still hit the ball out of the ballpark largely to to score their runs, but they were awesome situational hitters like great fundamental hitters with runners in scoring position with, you know, it seemingly anecdotally run around third base less than one out they were getting that run in almost every single time back in 2005 so like you know I, I you know that that was a big part of what they did it wasn't all a small ball but I guess elite starting pitching I think is is where you can compare the two teams you know the the White Sox run and the ALCS is something I don't think you'll ever see again and and the White Sox team this year like it's a different game obviously but in terms of the talent and the rotation it's right there because that Sox team in 05 was unlike any team that I've ever seen because of that bullpen and using the three different closers throughout the course of the year. And that's that's very hard to do. And I think people may back themselves into doing something like that, you know, because of modern baseball and the way pitchers are used in the bullpen and with openers and things like that. But as far as three different guys closing and, you know, you didn't intend on having three guys close and then, be, you know, finding a way to make it work, it was just unbelievable back in uh, 05. So thank you for the email. Uh, finally, last email here before we get to Rick Hahn next segment. This one is, uh, is a nice one here. Uh, this came in from Keith last week, and this came on the heels of our uh, Liam Hendricks Lego discussion. You remember the one, don't you, Herb? With uh, Monica and Rachel. Yeah, and uh, so Keith said this. Good morning, gents. Keep crushing it. You guys rock. So in the mid-'90s, my mom, who was a huge White Sox fan and the reason for my fandom, wanted to give my brother and I something to do over the summer that wasn't Nintendo. So she bought a puzzle, and the three of us started working on it. This thing was a pain in the ass, and it felt like it took forever. Frustration, cursing ensued. We finally finished it, and my brother and I ask her, now what? We get ready to start breaking it down, and my mom, who can be very crass, says, no fucking way, not after that. It's going up on the wall. I kind of forgot about it that summer, but you on your pod today brought back the memory. I pinged her this morning to reminisce, 
and much to my surprise, she sent me this photo. That SOB is still up in her office. Haha, ha. and it's a, a puzzle framed, a Norman Rockwell puzzle uh, from, from Keith's mother. So I thought that was very wholesome and very sweet, and I'm glad we were able to uh, jog your memory because we talked about what people do with those damn puzzles, and it, it just I wouldn't feel right just crumbling it back up and putting it in the box. So thank you, Keith. That was very nice of you to, to reach and uh, reach out to us. I'm glad that we gave you some good vibes there. So Yeah, your mom's smart, too. That's awesome. Yeah, if I ever did a puzzle, I'll do that same stuff. They got puzzle glue, I think. Uh, I was talking to Courtney about it. Oh. You can, you can Glue it, glue it all together and frame it up yourself if you need to. That's what I would do if I ever did that for a long-ass time. All right. Which Com- I would never do. <laughs> Coming up next, I'm living rent-free in Rick Hahn's head. That's next here on Locked on White Sox. <laughs> this episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Credit Karma. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more. With Credit Karma Money Spend Account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Who doesn't want instant gratification, right? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma Money, you could win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to 5000 bucks. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your instant karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. Credit Karma Money, progress starts here. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free to start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by rockauto.com. Folks, summer's coming. You better start planning those road trips if you haven't already. I know I've got three or four in mind all ready to go for this summer. But before I go anywhere... I need to make sure that my car is running the way it should. And if I need any parts for my car, I know there's only one place to go, and that's our friends at rockauto.com because there's so many different makes and models of cars these days. It's become impossible to find all the parts that your car is going to need at your traditional chain storefront. You go in these places, and you ask the person behind the counter, and you sit there, and you wait in line, and no one wants to wait in line in a store these days. And they punch up the stock that they have on their computer only in their warehouse only. Why limit yourself to those limited choices when you have access to the most vast library of auto parts online at rockauto.com. Our friends at rockauto.com, they're a family business and they've been serving customers just like you and I online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Rockauto.com's got everything from engine control modules to brake parts and tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. And best of all, the prices at rockauto.com, they're always going to be reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. They're not like these big box chain storefronts. Why spend up to twice as much when you don't have to? Go to rockauto.com and when you go there, please do me a favor. Write locked on in their how'd you hear about us box so they know that your friends at Locked On White Sox sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need only at rockauto.com. 
Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport. With the help of our local experts, follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we'll try to knock this out quickly here. Our friends, Jason Benetti, Len Casper, great broadcasters, great guys, great representations of, of the Chicago White Sox and, and broadcasting, and we're spoiled to have them along with Steve Stone and Darren Jackson as well. But uh, Jason Benetti and, and Len Casper have launched a new podcast uh, that the White Sox are pushing out. It's called Sox Degrees. Get it? Like six degrees? You understand? see what they're doing there? It's Sox I Degrees. See what they do there. And what they're doing is uh, they, they pitch it as no topic is off limits, uh, but after listening to episode one, I think there may be some that are off limits. Um, Rick Hahn was the guest on episode one, and I find it, I find it really interesting. They're going to have Bob Odenkirk on the show. I think that's the next one. You guys had Jason Benetti on Lawrence's show today, so uh, did you say that was the next one, right, Bob Odenkirk? Pitching. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk is the next one, and then he's having, I forgot, Pitching Ninja, else. Rob Friedman's going to be on there. Yeah, he, I think he's already did these and then put them in the can and yeah. they're going to be airing later. So, yeah, it's going to be very exciting. I think he said that uh, Odenkirk, they're talking about Mr. Show, oh, going yeah. gonna to get into some Breaking Bad and, call, of course, Better Call Saul. Been there, done that. Uh, you guys, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys yeah, come on, Jason. <laughs> you guys can go to my YouTube page where I ask Bob Odenkirk about the sketch, the story of Everest, uh, one of my favorite sketches ever in comedy. Uh, but they had Rick Hahn on. So as content, you know, uh, curators on, on the score we i went through it you went through it for lawrence's show i heard you guys play some stuff and there was nothing not too much not no current white Sox stuff in there about t- tony there was stuff about the eloy injury it was largely hypotheticals but i thought it was a great window into the mind of a general manager and you know i find rick Hahn to be a likable guy and you find him to be wearing a teflon suit so uh, we're gonna meet in the middle here and uh <laughs> Uh, this is uh, something I did not know about Rick Hahn, but he was asked about his favorite, uh, like other than baseball. He said, Rick said, basically he's a man with no real hobbies and his wife's always trying to get him to pursue different activities. Uh, but that he was asked what his strength would be outside of baseball. Here's what he said. I'm going to have to like revert back to probably like either nineties hip hop or, you know, probably 90s movies in pop culture would probably be the call right now. Like, definitely the Orange Square on Trivial Pursuit. That's where yeah. we're sticking. Yeah. Uh, but that's uh, – and that was going to be wholly unsatisfying to everyone in my household because they know I got to go find something to do because <laughs> I'm not going to be doing this forever. <laughs> 90s hip-hop, your wheelhouse is what? Like, what's on the, <sighs> the iPod shuffle? I mean, it's Jay-Z. It, it, it's it's uh, – it goes back to Run DMC, the Beastie Boys. Uh, it's funny, Ricky. You, you'll remember when on certain plane flights, Ricky would bring out Ricky Renteria would bring out his boombox, yeah. <laughs> and he'd always turn to me whenever a Jay Z song would come on. He'd be like, "This is for you." And then he fired him. It's for you, boss. Still fired him. <laughs> like more than just Jay Z, but this. Thank you. <laughs> so that's why my mind always first goes to Jay Z. Thanks to Ricky. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I'm not as I'm not as interesting as I should be. So I like that. Now I, I'm I'm always skeptical. I look at things with a critical eye and try to see all angles here. Um, I would love you know '90s hip hop is my wheelhouse for those uh, who who know me. I used to DJ a lot back in the day, and it's, it's not, I still listen to '90s hip hop now. Um, now 
is Rick Hahn just sort of pandering to me in order to, to curry favor against the anti-Rick uh, Hahn herb sentiment that occurs on this podcast on a daily basis? Do you think he's just trying to pander to me and, and curry favors and, and, and endear himself to me? Or are you buying uh, Rick Hahn being a 90s hip-hop kind of squaw? I mean, he kind of sounded like Andrew Yang there where <laughs> they asked him his favorite Jay-Z song and he was like, uh, I, I, I don't know. Hard Knock Life. Go with that. If you just if you want to go with a song, Hard Knock Life. Go with that. Blueprint 2. Uh, somebody's girls at this party smoking that grass of Chris. I forgot a glass of Chris. <laughs> That's the R. Kelly uh, best of both worlds. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a deep cut right there. If Rick Hahn like would have said that's my that out of all the Jay Z works, the best of both both worlds is his favorite. I would be like, okay, that's a deep cut, Rick Hahn, and that's an obscure one, and you are an individual. But uh, I, you know, I always, you know, do you think Rick Hahn's like a Jay Z reasonable doubt guy? Because me, me and Rick could vibe, like you know, just cruise around Bridgeport, bumping friend or foe from the Reasonable Doubt album. Like that would be like if Rick Hahn is like a hardcore East Coast like. Primo beats, the grimy Jay Z, not like you know the the polished up Jay Z that came in the in the years after, but like the grimy like drug dealer Illuminati rap. You know what I mean? Like that's that would be great if he was into that. Or do you think Rick loves being Siegel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mac, oh, uh, Mac Mittens, uh, <laughs> Freeway, uh, certainly Freeway. <laughs> um, uh, what do you think Rick Hahn is like? A uh, I used to love her. Uh, common common yeah. sense. How you know him? So yeah. that's the thing so Rick Hahn you know he was in his 20s and the 90s when common sense was making his way up through the industry and he had video you know common sense had video for resurrection and you know the reminded me of Seth like you know with that with that album like so he was on Rick Hahn could be a common sense guy like I you know I would love him for that if he was like you'd think like maybe more on the intellectual tip on the <laughs> yeah afrocentric tip yeah like rick Hahn reminds me a lot of dan bernstein who like you know listened to a lot of eric b and rock him and public enemy but that's more like late 80s um so and i and i think rick Hahn's a little bit younger than bernstein but like i i wonder if rick Hahn is he's like 50 exactly i think he is okay so he yeah. said he went to his first game when 78 when he was seven so he's like 71 yeah so he's uh 71 so he's fifty this year. Yeah, I well, yeah. Happy birthday, Rick! I, I love, uh, I I love the fact that Rick Hahn is a '90s hip hop dude. I, I wonder, do you think he's more a Tribe Called Quest, Diggable Planets type dude, or maybe he's like me, or he's like a Mob Deep, Wu Tang, uh, and maybe MOP, Gangstar Group Home? Maybe he's like a real head like that. What, what do you think? I know you have your theories. Yeah, I think he's more of an EPMD uh, Gangstar. He's like, yeah. It doesn't get better when uh, Primo's on the beat. <laughs> well, he, w- he wouldn't be wrong there. You mentioned Poor Righteous Teachers. Do you think he's trying to civilize the 85? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, you know, do you think he's t- you know telling Ken Williams and Jerry about the, you know, the gods and the earths and all that stuff? So, um, But, yeah, man, I, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, uh, now, here we are. Here's the meat of it here. Here's here's where Locked on Socks comes in the picture. Actually, we have one more here uh, where Rick Hahn gets a little, a little spicy. I like this question from Coolest person in your phone? (sighs) Bo Jackson? Mm. Frank? Uh, I should have said my wife. Shit. (laughs) Oh, Rickon let one slip. Can you believe that? Getting spicy there. He said Frank. Do you think, does he mean Frank Menachino? 
Oh, whoa, how you doing? How you <laughs> hey, doing? Hey, hey, take my phone out of your, take my number out of your phone. Hey, Rick. yeah. You'll never need to call me Frank. unless you tell me I'm fired. Huh? Hey, don't only call me from an outside line. Frank Menachino still <laughs> uses like burner phones and he gets his call secondhand. I'm like, on the peach kadoo. <laughs> <laughs> call so, me back. So uh, I think he meets Frank Thomas, which that would be a, something in common that uh, Rick Hahn and I have yet again. I would say that Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas' phone number? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know if it's active. One. I don't know if it's active, but we used to have him on with Dan and Terry back in the day, and I have his number on here. I would, I mean, he follows me on Twitter, so why even need a phone number and why use that? But who's the coolest person on your phone? Or you, you got a, quite a Rolodex over there. I'm sure it's some Illini player that no one really cares about. I mean, I do have a Illini player in my phone right <laughs> of now. Of course it's you do, awesome. yeah. It's shy finest, uh, Calvin Brock. Um, <laughs> met him at a bar one time. It was awesome. Uh, probably Steve Stone is probably my favorite number. I always look at as a child. I was a fan of baseball. So Steve Stone went to come on with Harry Carey and gives that good analysis. And now the fact that I get to talk to him every week or every other two, every other week is pretty cool. And me and Jay, uh, he gave me the number and he just has the Steven Pebble. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> um, and well, still under as Steven Pebble. While, too. Yeah. While we're on the topic, uh, I've got Pete Rock's number still on my oh, phone. Snap. So yeah, back when I used to do the college radio show, it's probably not current, but I like to never, ever try. Say, you could, you can never get him on that show. Uh, like, <laughs> I don't know if Matt Spiegel knows who Pete Rock is and a hundred percent. I know Danny Parkins does not know who Pete Rock is. <laughs> Pete Rock hit me. <laughs> never respect <laughs> When they were just over, yo. Uh, you know, they used to party with this guy, CL Smooth. He was the rapper. Pete Rock did the, did the rhymes. Yeah. So um, finally here. Uh, here we go. It's where we live rent-free. At least I live rent-free in uh, Rick Hahn's mind. At least Jason Benetti's mind at the very least. So then then what? I, I, should, I should backtrack a bit. So Rick Hahn was talking about his uh, post- grad school career uh, finishing harvard grad school and he you know was reading peter gammon's writing articles about the most next promising gms in baseball and and rick Hahn was seeing guys sort of lap him up guys that were like andrew friedman's of the world like lap him up and he had he was pursuing a, a career in in law and he's only at harvard law he's like i'm wasting my fucking yeah money. what a what a zilch he is <laughs> at, at, at harvard law school oh god um yeah so he, he wanted a career in baseball and so yeah. he says you know his wife his then girlfriend is his wife now convinced him to to sort of you know commit go all in with this baseball thing. And so he's talking about what happened uh, when he made that decision. Well, I was, you know, I, I lacking foresight uh, or, or a coherent plan. Uh, that was then, by that the was way. then. So people don't now, take this now, out of context they will. as a drop. Oh, they will. Don't worry. Sports radio. <laughs> they will. They Chris will. Tannehill listens to this podcast, I'm <laughs> oh, sure. Oh. Uh, we can go down a whole different path if you want to do that. Uh, oh, uh, what the hell is at that? At the time, <laughs> you know, I, I, I decided I would go to business school. Uh, what the hell does that mean, Rick Hahn and Jason Benetti? What, what kind of person do you think I am? You're getting some of that shrapnel. <laughs> yeah, man. It, it happens when I work with you and your anti-Recon sentiment. It happens when you work with Danny Parkins and his whole thing. Uh, you know. Uh, so yeah, I don't know how I got caught up in this. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm 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 a proponent of Recon, and I just think he has a bad boss, and I give him a lot of leeway in that regard. But yeah, to think that I would play something out of context. Well, I was lacking foresight or a coherent plan <laughs> i would never do anything like that i mean i have these buttons here on this board but i never use them 
you know, some jackass traded Tatis. Um, the money will be spent. I, you know, I'm not the type of person to do that. I, you know, um, I'm not going to do this job forever. <laughs> um, fingers crossed, Herb said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I can't believe that they'd make me out for that type of person to be. I, I would never weaponize Rick Hahn's voice uh, against him. You know, that that just that's absurd. We all want Rick Hahn to do well. But I thought that was very funny. I love my guys, uh, Jason Benetti and Len Casper. I was texting with both of them today. I was, you know, Jason Benetti's doing the Olympics this summer. So that's good stuff right there. And check out the podcast, Socks Degrees. It's, it's a it's a really good window into Rick Hahn's mind. And he talked about it. he has a little bit of herb tendencies when he's watching the game. He's got mm-hmm. he's got a little meatball in him with the throwing the remote and getting angry uh, still. And uh, I thought that that was good stuff right there. So uh, show them some love. You could there's it's never been a better time. I was telling this to Len today. Uh, because we're just welcoming Len into the Southside family. He's relatively new, although he's doing a great job on the radio. But I told him, like, there's never been a better time to consume White Sox content. And there is definitely more than enough to go around. And, and there's spaces for a lot of different faces and voices. So it's it's good to have them. And uh, they're they're really smart guys and, uh, and, and entertaining guys. So I'm looking forward to checking out more episodes of that, especially Bob Odenkirk. I'm in. After episode one, I can tell you that I'm in. Exactly. It's going to be very exciting. Every Monday, I think it drops. So while you're listening to Locked On Sox, our recap of the weekend, after that, check them out at Sox Degrees. And of course, every member of the Sox uh, Twitter slash podcast world, you should be checking out at least a little something of theirs. We go daily. So if you want to have the daily recaps and some funny things, you can always check us out Monday through Friday. Other people check their times where they drop episodes. But I would say there's always room for more content, especially with the great team the White Sox are putting out there. Absolutely. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll preview tonight's matchup against the Blue Jays next on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. There's so many things you could bet on each and every day at BetOnline.ag. It's got all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, and even your UFC MMA action. Got a huge series with the Cardinals this week. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the latest news and odds, and you can sign up for bonuses and contest information. If you're someone who likes to play the Dow, you can bet on what the final digit of the Dow is going to be each and every day, okay? When I tell you they have everything, they have everything. I'm also looking at the hot dog eating contest this year, Joey Chestnut. Right now, the over-under set at 74 and a half hot dogs for Joey Chestnut for for Wednesday, June 30th, 2021, the hot dog eating contest for this year. You want to bet on the New York lottery? You can do that. You can bet on whether or not the number is going to be odd or even. I'm telling you, they've got all your betting needs covered here at Bet Online. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the postseason. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And don't forget our promo code. Locked on at Bet Online. That's promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. All right, Herb, we've got another email here. 
and this one specifically is asking about uh, what's that funky music bed that you guys play to introduce the final segment of every show. I don't think I use it every show, uh, but when you guys preview the next series and say goodbye, it makes you want to dance. Keep up the great work, and I, and I think uh, that's Rich from Glen Allen, and I think he's talking about this one. Oh, let's, let's let it bang, huh? It's funky, funky, funky. Um, yeah, this is... Uh, yeah, that's a, it's a free song. That one's called Spaceship. Uh, the Lockdown Network purchased a bunch of uh, royalty-free music, and uh, that's just one of our beds that we have in our in our package here, and I'll get to the name of that artist here in a second. Uh, but, yeah, that, that, it allows us to, uh, you know, sort of navigate around the dumb Internet copyright laws where you can't play music that, that you would normally like to play. I would play some of that 90s hip-hop on here and – uh, Herb, I'd play some new Jack Swing for you and some, ah. <laughs> you know, so, uh, but that's from an artist, Dominic Schwarzer, uh, and uh, they're just a, a premiumbeat.com, uh, and, uh, oh, actually, no, I, that one's not titled. Anyway, premiumbeat.com, you can probably find that beat. It's called Spaceship. I don't know if that's the artist, Dominic Schwarzer. This one's not labeled, but yeah, man, it's just uh, people make music for us to use on the show, and we use it, so thank you for reaching out. All right. Tonight, the Blue Jays are in town. It's a battle of left-handers on the mound on the south side, and it will be, are you Robbie Ray? Who wants to know? He's 3-2 and two with a 3.57 ERA, 69 punch-outs on the year, going up against Carlos Rodon, 5-2 and two with a 198 earned run average. So a uh, battle of left-handers tonight. Uh, should be a decent matchup for the Sox. You know, you th- you, you think that, but with the they've had kind of a – not an unlucky run against left-handers, but uh, Tariq Skubal the other day was really good from the left side, and of course we know about the problems with Mike Miner. But overall, you have to like the White Sox chances against the lefty tonight, starting the series against Toronto. Yeah, I think uh, the matchups with lefties, the White Sox have the clear advantage always when they're out there. There's really no dominant lefty that I'm scared of when the White Sox are facing him. Timmy sets the table. He just sees lefties and he starts salivating. And then the rest of the lineup falls suit. I just want Tony. He had a great, brilliant idea to hit Yasmani Grandal in front of Jose Abreu. Hit him second, hit him third, somewhere there and keep him there. And it sets the lineup so so well there. Then it's Yoan, then it's Abreu. I think tonight we're looking for a solid victory over the Toronto Blue Jays, which to me is a surprising team that they're still here doing all the things that they're doing. I know they were supposed to be a very good team, but uh, that AL East is a, is a gauntlet, especially with Boston uh, going out to a big lead and now Tampa being the league leaders. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to watching Vlad Jr. play. I have not mm. seen him play yet. We didn't see them at all last year, and that should be fun. It's not going to be fun uh, watching and trying to keep him in the ballpark, but that'll be fun. It should be an interesting interesting series with the Blue Jays. coming. Are you going out there any day this week? I have tickets for Thursday night's game. Um, you know, I might. I'm, you know, I work until 6, so yeah. I might go out to Thursday night's game. If I don't, I'll be giving those away, so stay tuned to that one. I got Thursday, this Thursday night game. Monday's game versus Tampa Bay and then next Wednesday's game, which is a day game versus Tampa Bay. So be listening out, maybe on my Twitter, Ectonwall23. I might be giving those, those tickets out to somebody if I don't go. All right. So and re- not just, no, you want to pay for them, guys. So right. calm down. All just right. Give them away. So the recap will be posted tomorrow morning at midnight, provided the game is still not going on. And we'll recap the White Sox and Blue Jays game one of that series. That's all I got tonight, Herb. 
That is Chris Tannehill. Follow him at Chris Tannehill. Me, Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwall23, and the show at Locked On Socks. And if you want to leave us a voicemail, 312-566-8727 to do that, LockedOnSocks at gmail.com to participate either one of our Mailback Monday or talk to us Tuesday. We're going to have another one of these where the White Sox have a day off, and we're going to include you guys into the show like we did today. So for Chris Tannehill, my name is Herb Lawrence. Be tuned in to see if I'm going to give these tickets away on Thursday, Monday, or next Wednesday to Locked On Socks.